Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Huh, it's fine. Ha. <laughs> 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 Ha ha! <laughs> I like noises. <laughs> what if we just did the whole episode like that? Ha ha! ha. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. We're gonna do it sounding like this. <laughs> Welcome uh, to We Just Watched. Uh, <coughs> uh, no. No. Yeah, we're not doing that. Uh, my name is David Bell. I'm Tom Ryman. And we just watched The Gamers Dorkness Rising. Uh, not a good name. No. How am I supposed to finish a module based on an adventure if we never finish the adventure? Oh, I'm also playing enough. What? No, you're not. I don't keep them focused on the story. They're just going to run around looting, killing and impregnating my entire world. Folks, it's Thursday. Uh, sorry we're a little late today, uh, but, you know, we don't you, care what you, you think. You can, you, can, you can blame me. You can blame me. Was sure. A, we, we, sure, sure. We, had, we had an emergency yesterday that, uh, anyway. We owe them nothing, Tom. <laughs> we owe them nothing. Well, technically, I, we owe them this because oh, somebody specifically well, okay. Technically, we, we owe Ozzy this. Hi, Ozzy. Thank Hi, you Ozzie. so much for your support. <laughs> Uh, this is brought to you by Ozzy. This is a patron episode of We Just Watched, where we were told to watch a film, mm-hmm. and then we watched it. We did. And, and that film is The Gamer's Dorkness Rising. Now, a couple points. Yeah. I had never heard of this film. No. Neither did you. When I looked it up, I saw that it has a 7.4 on IMDb. Mm-hmm. It has a It has four and a half stars on amazon and this is with a lot of reviews like uh like three thousand reviews on imdb three over 300 on amazon it's got an 81 percent with a thousand user reviews on rotten tomatoes Hmm. uh and just from the trailer you can tell uh or you can you you wonder why why this right tom yes uh it I mean, it's clearly a shoestring budget. Uh, it's yes. clearly like a bunch, like a bunch of buddies making a movie about a, uh, a tabletop uh, gaming group, and then it, it cuts back and forth between them sitting at the table playing the game, and then like a a reenactment of what's what what them as their characters and and the actions that their characters are doing. This movie was apparently supported by a lot of board game companies who allowed them to use their properties uh it was a yeah. kickstarted game i think it's a, pr- a production company that's made a few of these the gamer movies so the answer is it has a cult following yes um, yeah it like premiered at gen con yes i would also argue that it's a good case for why we need film critics yes uh, uh this is a movie where Probably over half of the jokes depend on you knowing the rules to Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, um, it is. 
a it very exclusive right type of and that film. was it was fine for me because i do know the rules but like somebody who didn't well first of all somebody who didn't play dungeons and dragons would never watch this movie so correct uh, <laughs> that said the core premise i think is a good idea which it's is a good a group idea of, yeah I, I think it's basically the guild isn't it i don't know i don't know With what the, the felicia is. days thing oh okay it's just it's a group of friends basically working out personal problems in or having personal issues along with playing Dungeons and Dragons. So you have the two storylines. You have like the, mm-hmm. you know, the real world and the fantasy world. And it's very low stakes, which isn't a problem because the fantasy is very high stakes. Right. Um, and uh, the concept is a good idea. Yes. Yeah. I, I very much like the idea of you have the gamers at the table and then it'll keep cutting to like the like the like the fantasy setting of them as their characters playing through the adventure and stuff and then like every every so often they'll remind you that it's a game like somebody will have an idea it's like wait i have no idea and then you hear dice rolling and he says wait i do know yeah and i um, i do think in order to make it accessible um if this was a mainstream movie they would have to dumb it down a little bit very much so but honestly i don't think they'd have to dumb it down that much i think the problem <laughs> Is that uh, it wasn't that funny? There, yeah. I, I, well, there's. I have two major problems with it. My first major problem with it is that it's extremely toxic. Yes. Well, there you don't like them. You don't I like, like. I like any a couple of them. of them. I like the lady. Uh, the, yeah, she yeah, seems she, fine. Yeah, she came in and and and, but she's such a trope that it bugged me. Yeah, well, it bugs me that the and this was made in about two thousand eight, and you can tell from the ninja versus pirates right uh, happening where I was like, oh yeah, I remember that meme, and I can't blame it for existing a while ago, right? But it's it's not like the it didn't get made in like the seventies, like the idea that they bring a woman into the group and that's like a source of conflict is like so what. <laughs> It's not really like, uh, in, in the movies. Maybe the only thing I'll say in the movie's defense, but in the movie's defense, it's not. It's not the fact that she's a woman that's the conflict. Like they're, it's like they. I think the other players think it's weird because she's the ex girlfriend of that guy Cass. Okay. So it's like, wait, you're bringing your ex Joanne into this? Uh, okay, and he's like, yeah, yeah sure. <clears throat> um, but like right off the, first of all, Cass is the biggest asshole in the universe, and. The movie ends with him. Is that the DM? No, Cass is the monk, the guy with the goatee. Oh, he's the worst. Yeah, he's fucking awful. He's like the Dane Cook of Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Um, he ends the the movie's climax is Joanne saves the day, so she gets to get one wish from the from a goddess, and she wishes Sir Osric, the paladin NPC, back to life. And Cass literally screams into her face for like two minutes. And storms out. Storms out saying, you ruined my game. That's it. Like would... my, my game. Like he, and like in the end of the movie, he comes back like after Lodge, who's the game master, has published his this adventure as a module, like an official module. And, they're, and they're, the rest of the players in the group are all happy for him. Cass shows up and like meekly asks to be part of the group and hugs Lodge and then just says to uh, Joanna, he's like, I'm a dick. And she's like, yep. And they're like, all right, well, that's done. Like, he never apologizes to either of them. Never apologizes. But the person he needed to apologize to was Joanna. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, honestly, 
that could work if he didn't start at an 11 in the beginning. That was my problem. Like yeah, in the, he's in the just very, a bad person. Yeah. Also, in that first scene, every single character is screaming at each other. So yes. it's like, and that's the very first scene. And they're all, they all come off as the worst sort of aggressively elitist dickhead gamer. Like, it's, it's yeah, the type toxic of pe- is a good word for it. Yeah, it's the type of people you hate playing with. Right, because they're they're complaining about that that was one of the more disturbing things is there wasn't this that many of them but i saw a lot of reviews there it's just like oh it's just like me and my friends and it was like really really y'all uh, are screaming at each other because i think the problem is it's just like a it's just like a game <laughs> well and and like the kind of the point uh, of D is it's a cooperative storytelling yeah. uh uh ad- adventure or ex- and also experience you, rather yeah and also you you play like i i liked that they they were like trying to get this uh across which is the idea that you you play to the desires of the group which is hard like you find a bunch of like-minded people and then you all sort of like like this movie highlights this just a bad DD session where nobody's on the same page mm-hmm. um there's parts where they try to like I liked the bits where they were trying to kick the paladin out so they could do terrible things. That was um, that was legitimately the first time I laughed in this movie was yeah. when they send the paladin outside and it's like, oh, there's danger outside, so they can yeah. torture the guy, and he, he starts to come back and he's like, what trickery is this? And then the uh, the bard's like, oh, there's the evil, and like mid sentence, the paladin goes like, what trickery is? I'll slay this foul monster. Right. And turns around, starts running off into the there darkness. Was, I had one legitimate laugh, which is uh, the line, as if killing the bard impresses us. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the recurring bit like, with the bard uh, continuously dying really yes. struck me. And also the way he, the way he, like, his character in real life was extremely unlikable, but he him was, and, yeah. he was an asshole. But, like, in the game, his character his, as the bard was, like, it's totally different. Like he was like this, yeah. this joyful, like when he, every time he popped up and started playing his mandolin, he did it. And like he had, just the he had goofiest such a goofy smile, smile on his face and when he bit, whipped up his mandolin. That, yeah. It starts. And again, this is a very inside joke where he was like, I'm going to be a bard this time. And he's like, you really you're usually warriors. And he says something like, eh, how much different can it be? And the DM just sort of stares, stares at him. At him yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the idea is that he gets killed so often that he just has a bunch of barred uh, sheets. He has a stack of new he... character sheets. Yeah. Yeah. And so they start metagaming where he's like using his many lives as a power. Yeah. Uh, and that's all that's all fun but i think part of this is the fact that these aren't i don't believe they're actors uh no nobody gives so weirdly subtlety right yeah everybody everybody's doing the thing where shouting is acting and like giving inflections on weird words they do much better as their fantasy character counterparts because i agree there are tropes there that they all know and can identify but it's when they're trying to play regular people they're all just terrible I liked Dean Dane Cook uh, when he was a monk. More. When he was a monk, he was great. Yeah, yeah, uh, and he actually seemed kind of funny. But like, there, it feels it felt like offensive to gamers. <laughs> Their portrayal. Was, I mean, it was offensive to a lot of people. Did you notice how like binary it was? Oh, it was very binary because like the, the, 
again yeah. i got the idea but they have the idea one character is playing as a woman uh and they do and they it didn't have to be a gender related thing um but the idea was the he keeps forgetting that that's well and the, and it, what his character is which everybody, is a dnd trope is like you 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 don't role play as the actual thing you're just yourself and then they do this thing where he like hits on other women they're like you're a woman remember right and, and it's like the idea of gay people doesn't exist right in <laughs> like, this fantasy universe that yeah. gay people don't exist it's and, it and, and very it's like, weird and they always deliver it as like a remember dummy you're a woman duh right. like as if that like completely it's so and this is 2008 yeah it's like, weird it's not, to it's say not 1940 it's, when right. this movie was and that, made. that's that's what it felt like it wasn't like i mean obviously there's a level of like homophobia to it but it wasn't like we we're gonna make fun of gay people it was like we don't even know gay people exist. That's what it felt like. It felt like it was made in the fifties when they're just denying the existence mm-hmm. uh, because they were, they never, I think there was like one joke, uh, 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 something recognizing the fact that gay people exist. Well, it's in um, the very, in the, in the very beginning when he tells everybody that his character is a, uh, is, is a woman, and then he and the bard immediately have sex, and the DM's like, "Well, the game hasn't started yet. You haven't met yet." It's like, oh, "All right. Well, at least I know I can." He says something about seducing all those homophobes out there. Um, oh, right. So it's like they, I thought they were going to go in a in a in like a like a like a bisexual or a pansexual direction, but like as soon as they're in the game, he is a, he is completely limited to only right. being able to seduce men. I think and, the idea again, I think the idea was they wanted to make a joke about the character forgetting mm-hmm. that they're playing as a certain thing. And they chose him playing as a woman to do that, but it made it really weird. Well, if they had made other, you could you could have had it work except every time because it was kind of clever that they kept switching between um, the the a actor woman and the actor actress, and yeah. then the actor wearing a wig and a dress. Um, and when he would forget, he'd just be like, "Oh!" And then he would like nod, or at one point he literally says, "Tag in," and, she, and they yeah. just she walks in and they just slap hands, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but they could have had a better like. You still could do that and not have every time he forgets be related to him trying to seduce someone. Yes, because it doesn't that doesn't matter yeah as I think, much again as i think they're trying to combine tropes because the i'm yeah. gonna have sex with people is a D trope and here's the so, other thing about his character that's problematic is yeah. they keep calling her trollop and whore yes just because she like hits be- on people she doesn't though she never actually has sex with everyone with anyone the bard has sex with everyone right he's the he's the fucking trollop they're, they're just calling her a trollop because she's a woman and she's has a bare midriff right so i was like okay that's all right you're showing your ass there writer <laughs> like, yeah well it's again i think the the reason this has such high reviews because i get it i get why we were asked to do this movie mm-hmm. because we like board games and we yeah. under we have some some knowledge of gamer culture um and i think this is we talked about this in a a, a podcast a while ago about christian films like catholic religious films uh maybe i was talking to you uh maybe that was a guy like i don't know um and one of the core issues when you take away what it's about which is obviously problematic with um messages in religious films mm-hmm. but 
the real reason uh, that industry doesn't work is the reason this doesn't work is that when you're trying to make a movie from a very tight knit perspective, uh, you forget to make a movie. Like yeah. you, you, you're. We were talking. Yeah, me and Adam were talking about this in terms of Twilight because there's a lot of Mormon stuff in it. So like, it kind of has that problem where it's trying to be oddly Mormon while trying to do a movie about vampires, and it's like you got to pick one. Yeah, and I think this is the same way as they're trying to make all these nerd jokes and make it like everything's in the framing of we're gamers making a movie, but it was like you needed to step out of that and just make a movie first. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, totally. And I think we're like the the a lot of this stuff is like they're clearly in a culture uh, that is whoever these people are. They seem to be in a culture that is somewhat toxic and they're 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 not looking at it from the outside. Right. Like there needed to be more self-awareness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that was definitely like, ooh, you're you're really telling on yourself. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> like, a lot a lot of this movie is 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 the is the people involved telling on themselves. Yeah, um, um, it's weird because you'd think they'd want to glorify it, how it worked, but it really is just like it makes D and D seem like the, again. I think the idea is they're like we wanted to highlight all the frustrations of being involved in a D campaign and i get that um and that's that's good for people who are like guess hardcore gamers like oh yeah i know those times but if you're not into D and you watch this you'd be like man i never want to play D D. these yeah. people are miserable yeah they're yeah i think harman quest is, is does a way better job of what this is well i think i i this was one of my first notes is that D D as as a form of entertainment is mainly entertaining if you're a playing it or b watching a group of people you like play it in real time mm-hmm. uh like improvised um because there's well that's what D is exactly and it's spon- you want <clears throat> it to be spontaneous you want the like like Harmon Quest is a good example where it's like they're not it's not prescripted it is to a little bit to a degree it is but yeah because it's, it's D&D because but it's like, D&D but but it's a heavy improv people make decisions you know like that Harmon Quest is very much on the rails but if you listen to Harmon Town and their D&D they they are it's very much more like regular D&D I I've, I've like, heard their shadow run shit which just goes completely off the It's rails. amazing. <laughs> oh there's uh, having like Curtis Armstrong play fucking D and shadow run like the fact that they get like comedians who aren't necessarily that used to it um there's some amazing <laughs> shit Gilbert godfrey. Gilbert i don't godfrey. know what this is yeah that was uh, <laughs> bobcat goldthwaite playing D. i mean come on it's great um and yeah i remember there's there's one campaign they did where they spent i think like 30 minutes just crossing a bridge <laughs> Like, you know, it's, it's D and T shit. Like you, you, and then they'll have metagame arguments and you get all that and you get the idea of what makes it fun. Yeah. Um, when it's pre-scripted like this, it, it kind of takes the spark away of why people like D and D, which is that anything can happen. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the, the fact, it's the fact that it's that. a, it's a story that has there's a skeleton of the the, the the skeletal narrative is there because the DM has to prepare it all. But yeah. like like when we were doing Tango and Cassia, there's like eight different people telling the story and everybody is thinking about it in a different way. That's why right. 
<clears throat> we'd get this, you know, you guys would come up with this two different two two different sets of a uh, uh, elaborate plans to get into a temple, and then Robert would just drop a belt of grenades on the ground because right. yeah. <laughs> everybody's got a fucking bit to do too. <laughs> Everybody's got a bit. Every, especially when it's stuff like that. When it's like recorded, it's well, just yeah, like yeah, everybody's going to ham it up. We're into it there because, like yeah. you said, it's it's a bit, and we know it's supposed to be a comedy show. So yeah, everybody's going to be a fucking smartass. <laughs> everybody's um, going to be a maniac. Yeah, yeah, and like I do like this. This movie touches on that a little bit when he just blows up the farmer in the beginning, right? And it did feel like it was trying to understand. It was trying to show, I think, a very, a very like, it's it's a it's not a debate, but it's a it's a spectrum for D and D, which is that like, are you like, and both I think are fun. It's are you playing this as a game? Are you really like? Is it like? Can you lose? Because you know when we played Tango and Cassia, it if you killed all of us, the podcast would be over. Yeah. Uh, so there, it's like it's like uh, it's bumper bowling, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I feel like there was uh, there's some of that in this where some people are like, like I, I that's why I did like uh, I I don't remember any of their names. The lady who who joins Joanna. because she starts like I liked when there was a point where she's talking to the DM and she's like, you gotta go, you gotta be less you know mean to them or you gotta you you less gotta rigid, play basically less rigid and like i if the other characters were less of dicks i liked that idea where she's she's like new she's coming in and she's seeing like a this guy who's like no the rules we have to do it this way and then the people are like we would just want to have fun and she realizes like these people have to meet each other in the middle yeah um when one of them cheats and she catches it and then she goes along with it yeah like i like that because she was showing solidarity to the to these like weird dick guys that were just wanting to play this way but the fact that they're like monsters like they that guy who runs his game shop by screaming at his employees yeah like just grabbing like, them by the collars it's like yeah He's he's it's so funny because he's such a dick in real life in the real life segments, but his bard character is totally different. Right, I think <clears throat> I think they were being influenced by Clerks because you think of a character like Randall, who will grab like in Clerks too. I think he he grabs people, doesn't he? Or like no. oh, um, chasing Amy. I'm thinking of actually with the tracer bit where he attacks a man. Jason yeah. Lee attacks yeah. him for calling uh, him a tracer. Attacks a man. Is it who? Oh, is it? Um, God, oh, actually, it's, no. It's, it's not. It's, it's not. It's not Casey. He attacks the guy who comes after Casey, and that's Scott Mosher. Scott Mosher. I thought it was Casey for a, a second. Fucking I'll chalk chalk line around, line your, around dead your dead fucking, fucking body. Fucking body. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that movie is doesn't hold up, but it, it has some does. funny it ass is, parts. It is embarrassing, but there yeah. are some funny lines in it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like a character like that who's aggressive. They need, they tend to, you, you tend to need like a level of charisma to them. They need to be funny about it. And you need like a, a calm friend. And I think they were trying to do well, that. And also, he, Jason Lee is not always yelling in that movie. Yes. Like he is aggressive, but like he's not always he's at an 11. He's a yeah. dick. He's not always at 11, though. Yeah. He's extremely homophobic in it. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, yes. Yeah. It. I mean, it's part of the 
again, it's a fucking 90s film. It doesn't matter. We're not talking about Chasing Amy. No, we're not. Uh, but, uh, like, that's why I was thinking Randall, because Randall tends to be seen more as, like, he's the point of him is he's a monster, and then he gets this moment of redemption, especially in Clerks 2, where you, you kind of understand where he's coming from. Um and when I say a monster, it's more like he's he not, talks like a monster. He's not really a monster. He just he's no. He's I just think an the asshole. Point, yeah, the point of him in the first movie was that he said everything to the customers that you wish you could say. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and my point is that there's a way to make a character who is an asshole, and that you can still sort of be on board. Right, you with still them. like him, yeah. But like the, the problem number one is the game guy. He's the boss. So they put him in a position of power yelling at the people who work for him. Yes. So right away, get rid of that. Make right, him an yeah. employee. Um, you know, there's certain things they could do, but it's also the performance issue where they don't have any other it's just yelling. Right. They have no they're they're terrible at being real people. Yes. They're much better at being um their fantasy characters. Like I think the like with with that guy uh, and his bard character uh, Cass and his monk character, and then the GM and uh, the the paladin. Like I thought, the paladin was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, the paladin was good. Yeah, <clears throat> but as, it, um, as as like a real world as the real world character Kevin Lodge, he was like terrible. Right, <clears throat> and that's that's what uh, I guess is a shame about this movie is that it has some humor that was like, oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Um and and accessible like I think the bard thing is accessible if you haven't yeah. played D and D you even, understand it even if you even if you hadn't played D and D like the bit of that he just keeps getting killed because all he does is play a mandolin that's yeah. you can understand why that's funny <laughs> yeah exactly um, and then he stabs himself in the gut when he's trying to stab the book oh yeah I like he rolls the, a one this, I like the resurrected resurrected chicken because. I think they they set that up pretty well, which is that they're around a campfire. The bard has one hit point left, and he's yeah. like, can we just go to sleep so I can regenerate? And they're like, not yet, not yet, not yet. And then they cook a chicken, and like one of them resurrects the chicken so it comes alive, and they're horrified by it. And then some, a wizard, another thing happens where there's like a, a, a bad guy and the guy with one HP is just like, okay, I'm going to go hide. Yeah. And they have this moment where he's hiding and then the little chicken pops around the corner. And I thought, oh, that's a good setup and payoff. Yeah, a little chicken kills um, him. Yeah, is that they set up this like bullshit character that can kill someone with one HP. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, I think... Like, you can see the framework of this movie and how it could have worked better. Yeah, for sure. Because the general plot of, like, main character is the DM who's trying to write his book. Um, he has a romantic subplot and his group of dickhead friends on the side. And if you made the dickhead friends, like, funny, <laughs> like, f- like charismatic funny, mm-hmm. like, that plot, that general framework, it works out, you know? And then they play... D and D, and they go on an adventure. Like I, I want to see that film. Yeah, I'd uh, watch but that. The execution here is lacking. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, yeah. It's it's they're <laughs> they're all unlikable assholes. Is a big part of the problem. They're all pretty goddamn unlikable. Yeah, 
and they do it's it's they have good ins i liked when they're playing that ninjas versus pirates board game and they present it as showing it mm-hmm. because that sets up very clear rules to the universe which is every time they play a game they visualize it yeah and that's a cool idea um but it's just this is it's shot like public access it, uh, it's extremely low budget yeah yeah which you know whatever you can't a, a, a for that. score made on a like a MIDI keyboard. I mean, yeah, yeah. you can't. It's whatever. It's the lighting not shit is non-existent. Um, <laughs> the lighting well, is whatever lights were in the room. <laughs> yeah, uh, and there's a there's some charisma, uh, some jokes where I'm like, oh, that was a good joke, but it feels like I was reading reading all the stuff about this movie. Is it? all the trivia and stuff was like, actually this, this part here is a reference to this area and this other movie they did. Like it's all, again, it's very Kevin Smith where like everything's a reference to things they already did or that Mm -hmm. they did in other things. And like, if you're not a fan of whatever this is, uh, then, you know, it's just gibberish or it's not even gibberish. It's just, you don't, yeah, there's a lot of I think there's a lot of fandom goodwill coming from this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I I think I I guess Kevin Smith keeps coming up in my mind because I think they were emulating a lot of Kevin Smith or they were thinking of Kevin Smith when they were doing this. Mm-hmm. And I think Kevin Smith has a similar problem. Which have you watched the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, Tom? Nope. It, as someone who's seen Kevin Smith movies. I understand it. Uh, if you've never watched a Kevin Smith movie, it is literal gibberish. <laughs> it is a it, it is as a movie, it is a bad movie in terms of a movie that like like and I don't even just mean the fact that it's a sequel, you know, um, because obviously if you watch a sequel, having not watched the original, but the way Kevin Smith works is that, you know, even if you watch Jan Style and Bob Strike Back and you haven't watched the other films, you won't understand it either. Yeah. Like everything's so tied together and so meta uh, that that movie is becomes it's meta upon meta upon meta upon meta, where by the time you get to the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, it's like, you don't know what the fuck you're watching unless you've seen the movies before it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think this is like its own insular thing. As yeah. Well. I mean, I didn't get that feeling from it. Like, well, yeah, it's it's more it's it's definitely more digestible as yeah the, mo- the movie does play on its own yeah, but I do get the feeling that like the people who are fans of this don't see the lack of charm in these people because maybe they've done sketches or you know what I mean like it's a Kickstarter it's like a, a, a insular fan base so I I'm assuming these people are more likable if you know them from what they do does that make sense. Uh yeah, it does. Uh but from an outside perspective, they're all just yeah, they're all just wicked dicks. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's like that first scene, uh man, I would have turned this movie off if we didn't have to watch it. 100%. Because it's the first... just it's just them screaming at each other and they're all dicks and they're all being assholes and it's like this is awful. Yeah, because the <laughs> <clears throat> for people who haven't watched it the first scene is they lose it's showing the end of a campaign where they all die and and like it happens you know uh it's a game yeah <laughs> and they cut to them actually in the real world 
and they're all like screaming at each other like why didn't you do this oh you should have done this oh you you didn't heal me enough and it's just like these people are so mad about it and like if that was if the point of the movie the arc was look how they take it too seriously and then they learn not to Mm -hmm. um and maybe that was supposed to be the arc was that supposed to be the arc i think the arc was supposed to be that it's not supposed to be a competitive experience okay because there definitely is they bring in this lady and she she does it a different way and then at the end they're like that was weird that was different but i liked it you know um but i didn't understand understand what entirely was different different. yeah because they still screamed and yelled at each other (laughs) uh and they didn't change they change sort of like they make like i like they do the thing where the guy's insisting he's chaotic neutral and they're like no you're evil which reminded me a lot of i don't know myself oh yeah uh, playing these our, games a lot of our D sessions <laughs> yeah and then at the end they just force him to be good mm-hmm. and i was thinking like that shouldn't that shouldn't be the arc because then they just force him to be good. And it's like, well, he's not going to be good because you made the character good. If anything, the arc should be them finding a way to all, I don't know, work together using their quirks and yeah. what they want to be. Um, I think that was maybe the intent. Yeah, but they just change him. They're like, you're good now. It's like that. Okay. I don't think, I think he's still going to be doing like killing NPCs. Like that doesn't change that. It It feels like it's like this is one of the things rewatching community i i noticed is that and they do actually recognize it in community they have episodes where they're like why are we even friends we just fight all the time yeah and this felt like that where i was like i don't know why these people hang out like they don't seem to be having a good time no it's yeah it, yeah particularly in the in the first scene like it's it's yeah. it's less contentious when they for the rest of the movie, but yeah, that first scene is a real hurdle to get over. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, once you I don't know I I here's here's my secret, Tom. This is mm-hmm. what I do. Yeah. When I know I'm gonna watch a movie like this, mm-hmm. for we just watched, I wake up and I don't have any coffee or caffeine. I don't know if this will work on you. I don't know what your ca- caffeine intake is. Mm-hmm. And then I watch the movie in like a in like a relaxed kind of dreamy state. Yeah. And it reminds me of being a kid watching like Saturday morning cartoons where it's like, uh, what is it even fucking or like being hung over watching the negotiator on TNT where you're <laughs> like, I'm just I need a, something to pacify me. Right. I'm just absorbing this. Yes. And it helps because if you're caffeinated, you're just like, I have things to do that isn't watching this movie. Like, maybe injure yourself first, you know, like hit yourself <laughs> on the head. So you need to recover. Um, but for that reason, I wasn't, I was generally not entertained, but content watching this. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it became fine after a while, but the first, the first 15 minutes were a real struggle for me. <laughs> yes. No, no, same here. With the first 15 minutes, I was like, Oh, fuck. And then (laughs) I did the same thing as you. It was very funny. You texted me and you're like, this is almost two hours long, which is a funny thing to say about a movie because, of course, it's almost two hours long. It's a movie. Mm -hmm. But when you watch the first 15 minutes, you have that realization where like, and this is a movie length? Like, oh, no, this should be a sketch at best, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. 
and then you sort of settle into it. I think it definitely got better when they're playing the D and D. Yeah, but it still made me laugh once. <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had a, I had a few genuine laughs, but yeah, no, they definitely have comedy instincts. Yeah, again, I think it's the same with fucking any movie that's made in like an insular group. It's why we don't have. It's why it's it's why we don't have movie industries where studios make movies that are specific to like uh, political ideals like that. It's it's you have to be open to make an entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. You can't try to t- like cram it through you know one worldview because then it becomes I don't know weird. Yeah, and I think that that's that was the problem here is I I like these comedic instincts are there but i don't i don't know i think they got too bogged down with like inside jokes and yeah like, and and making it be spit making it be just for the community and that's i mean i get that i mean I'm, it's this this movie was i'm sure made it to be like you know as a love lever to the tabletop gaming community and whatnot right um <laughs> but, but i would it says a lot of terrible things about the community i was gonna say i think it's more like hate mail to the the tabletop because i don't having you know met people in this community uh i don't think it's like this (laughs) i think most people i mean there are you know there are exceptions but i think the idea is like like you know you know what i thought did a really good job at this was uh role models with the larping Mm -hmm. where they take it very seriously until they don't do you saw role models right yeah tom yes i did okay where where they sort of like the part where they're like fighting and two of the adults is like this is really fun right and the other one's like oh yeah it's great yeah (laughs) like yeah i'm gonna do it next year where it's like that is the point is like you take it seriously in the game but it's still a game and it's just fun (laughs) i I fucking love it when paul rudd gets killed by that centaur oh yeah and he's like ah fuck ah yeah okay yeah you got me Right. You look look amazing, by the way. And the guy's like, yeah, thank you. (laughs) Right. And that's how, and that, that, yeah, that's, that's how I think, like, that's how I think most role players are like, is they know it's kind of silly, but it's fun. And like, they're not there, you know, there's a weird, uh, like, Hollywood version where they're like serious nerds. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why would you ever be serious and play Dungeons and Dragons? Like, you can take it seriously, but like, it's for fun. Yeah, it's supposed to you're be ha- fun. Yeah. You're doing fun. Yeah. You're doing fun stuff. And yeah. and, and like they I, I think they they made this world where like these gamers are like way too serious uh at times about the outcome of the game and winning and like getting, you know, like that guy who's a major dick, it's just like good god, man. Like why why are you so mad about this? Yeah. Um so I don't I don't think it if it was made like again, it's got good reviews, but I don't think it portrays the community very well. No, it doesn't at all. It's yeah, it's toxic as shit. Yeah, this like shitty game store owner yelling at his goddamn yelling at his employees, a guy getting pissed off and screaming into his ex girlfriend's face for two minutes for a choice she made in a game in a game that didn't matter at the time because they 
it's not like a it, that's the other thing it's not a choice where it's like oh you're gonna get us killed or you're gonna lose the game it's a character choice that she mm-hmm. gets she gets to make any wish she wants and yeah she uses it to resurrect an npc and he's mad at the principle of that mm-hmm. and it doesn't affect him at all and it's like you're the worst kind of person yeah you're the sh- you're the shittiest guy and then he fucking it's like you ruined my game and it's like there's four other people playing here dude like, right no one would act like that like I no mean, one would act like that. <laughs> somebody might act like that yeah um, it seems there's there's really... some dudes out there that take games very seriously <laughs> yeah i guess and i guess that's the idea but then they they did not give him the redemption no he of doesn't even, he does not apologize no, he doesn't, and they they do it as like I'm a dick, and it's like oh, and life goes on. You're always going to be a dick. And right, it's like, like you're just acknowledging that you're a dick is not the problem. Because I think we all agree you're a dick, right? Like, and that's the, I think the insular part of it, where they're like, yeah, and some of us are dicks, you know, we take the game too seriously, but yeah, that's the game, and it's like no, <laughs> like that's I don't know if that's acceptable, like that's. It's, if someone's such a dick that they're ruining everybody else's game, then no, it's not. It, don't invite them back into your D and D group. You know, tell them like you need to. You need to like that guy needed to prove to the group why he wouldn't do that again. Yeah, like I, I think if they had cont- if they had shown him something like that, you know, if they had shown him do something to show like, okay, I know, I, I understand now what i did wrong i'm going yeah. to take measures to not do it again but no they just, they just are like yeah he's a dick what are you gonna do let's let him back into the group and it's like but he makes it not fun yeah and he's he's abusive like he's mean to the other players yeah it's like no like fuck that guy yeah fuck that guy <laughs> like, it's no good it's it's rubbish he's rubbish yeah he is yeah. he's trash he's pure trash yeah so uh, I don't know. I think, yeah, framework is here. I think some of the jokes are there, but I think the characters, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, when they're not when they're not in the fantasy part, they're just all intolerable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really are. It's yeah. uh, I like the lady, and I liked um the the dude who was the DM, all right, but even he was like he too was, intense. Right, he was a, he was a pretty big dick. In, yeah in a few of the scenes yeah it, and if that was the point then that would have been fine but it didn't feel like they knew. no i don't think that was the point no i don't know it's uh in terms of recommending this to people eh. yeah i don't know if you're really into D, uh you could maybe get a a kick out of it maybe i don't know how would uh, tom how would you compare this to the dungeons and dragons movie with jeremy irons hmm I would sooner recommend that one. Okay. I'd say they're neck and neck for me. <laughs> in terms of quality, yeah. Yeah. Because I always... That's a movie but that I, I always... In, in, in defense of the Jeremy Irons Dungeons and Dragons, I laughed way more at that movie. Yes. That's a good point. Although I will say it's surprisingly not as entertaining as I ever always remember it to be. No, it's actually quite boring. <laughs> yeah. It's shockingly boring. So... Yeah. Um, but yeah, like D&D fans, I don't know. If if you know these people's work and you know if there's something we're missing, then mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess you already like it. But from an outside perspective of this group, of this 
production company or these people. I don't know, man. I don't think I'd recommend this to anybody, even like gamers. It just, uh, I, it felt insulting to gamers. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. a few, I think a few people would be insulted by this movie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like it's weird. Cause it's like a series of inside jokes, mm-hmm. but then there's also humor and perspective that feels like it was written by someone who doesn't know how, like D&D people or gamers. Uh, like, I don't, I, I, you're right that there are some dicks, um, but I think generally people are happy when they role play. I hope so. Uh, yeah. Because why else are you doing it? <laughs> yeah. What? What? Yeah. It's, it's a goddamn game. Like, Jesus. Right. It's a game. Um, yeah. That's all I, that's my, that's all my thoughts on this. Yep. I don't have anything else to say about this. Yeah. I want to thank Ozzy. Um, Ozzy, sure. you can, if you liked this, you can explain to us a little more. I, it didn't hit with the, either of us. Um, it was interesting to know it existed. It's fascinating to me, um, because of the high reviews it got, but I, I don't understand. Um, uh, um, uh, folks, Tom, <laughs> Yes. Can I can I tell can I tell people about our Patreon? I wish you Patreon? would. Okay. It's uh patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a maniac. Sometimes uh Woo. people will have us uh watch movies. We just watch. There's a tier. And we will either like it yeah. or we won't. Whole ass tier for that. Yeah. Uh there's a whole ass tier for that. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, when it's not filled up. And then up, we'll tell you about it and we'll and record we'll it. And then we'll record it. Yeah. Uh, yeah we, all, we also what? got a store at tpublic.com oh. slash store slash gameplay unemployed where you can get t shirts, stickers, merchandise, art prints. We got stuff. Check it out if you want to. Check it and out if you want to. Yeah. And enjoy, and enjoy your, your day there, there, buddy. Today, the day we're recording this because we did this real last minute. It is like, like literally, uh, when you listen to this, if you, all right, if you're one of those people who are like, oh, the newest Gamefully Unemployed, and you jump on there like a fucking maniac, and you instantly listen to it, you, you absolute, you, you, you monster, uh, we will have recorded this like an hour before. That's how fast our turnaround is, folks. A little peek behind the curtain. This is fresh. You know, you needed to get this out immediately, Tom. What? What? 